0: hello everybody welcome to the brothers fantasy football podcast a podcast by two brothers from the same mother giving their fantasy takes insights and everything in between i am one of the hosts my name is derek and of course as always i'm joined by my older brother same mother of course daryl daryl my man we are here to our war show episode how are you feeling this fine day
1: I'm good man. This is exciting stuff. You know, the first ever awards um crowning the top performing fantasy players on the year as as we saw it. Like yeah, th- th- this was a fun one to 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 kind of dig into on a lot of different levels, you know. Got to give some thanks, got to uh got to diagnose some extremely poopy seasons and yeah, <laughs> it was it spanned the gamut. And uh,
0: it, it, it was fun getting ready for it. So, yeah, I'm, I'm ready to jump in. Yeah, for sure. It was fun digging into some of the stats and revisiting some things and remembering, oh, yeah, he did do that. Or, oh, no, 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 he did do that, too. <laughs> so, yeah, it was it was just fun to go through this exercise. And um, what we're going to do, we have five awards that we're going to look at. Then we're going to look at four additional awards that are going to be by each position and then of course the overall MVP. So enjoy the ride with us good people. We're going to start first. Daryl. I'm going to pose it to you. Who do you have as your rookie of the year? Drum roll
1: please. My rookie of the year. Wide receiver hailing out of Ohio State, excuse me, the Ohio State University. Gotta have, the <laughs> Gotta have that the. He went down south to play his football in New Orleans. His name is Chris Olave. Now, Chris mm-hmm. Olave as my, as my rookie of the year, and you know it was it, it was very close to this other guy, who make who may or may not get mentioned later on in this segment, but. Yeah, I went Chris Olave as my rookie of the year. Um, he averaged thirteen point one PPR points per game, which is solid. Solid for a rookie, solid for anybody. Ended up wide receiver twenty-five in total points. And he did that with a mix of playing with Jameis Winston, Andy Dalton, and Taysom Hill. Like right. this man put up numbers with nothing that you would call a top tier quarterback on 7.6 targets per game like as a rookie just came in and said I'm here throw me the ball I'm gonna produce and the thing the thing is about that wide receiver 25 in total points thing you know he sat um he sat for at least two games I think he might have gotten knocked out of one or two as well so you know he had he had a bigger season in him if you know he had been a little luckier. Um, Injury-wise. So, you know, on the year, two wide receiver one finishes, six wide receiver two or or better finishes. And again, that's having missed two games due to injury. End of the year with 26% targets per route run and 37% of the team's air yards on the year. Like this boy came out and balled, man. He came out and absolutely balled. And you have to imagine that this is going to be like one of the low, one of the low points in his career from, um, from a situation point of view, you know, bad quarterback offense was terrible. Um, you know, kind of a lack of help in other weapons that were surrounding him. And he went out there and put out some good numbers, man. So like, I, I'm very excited about this cat. I think he came out and did really well this year. So I am going with Chris Olave for my Offensive Rookie of the Year. Well, I say offensive. We're not going to do defense, but still. My Offensive Rookie of the Year, Chris Olave.
0: What about I like you? it. I like it. I like it. I like it. Um, he was in the range of guys I was looking at as well. I ended up coming down with Garrett Wilson, wide receiver for the New York Jets, J-E-T-S, Jets. Garrett Wilson was wide receiver, 22 on the season per PFF. Had about, well, he had 12.4 points per game, and that's per Fantasy Pros. Overall stats, 74 receptions, 1,014 yards, and four touchdowns. So he didn't see a whole lot of pay dirt, but hey, those numbers for your first year in the league, balling, balling. Absolutely. Something something I didn't notice was that he also had 132 targets on the year, which was the 12th most targets in the league overall. Again, garnering this as a rookie and even coming into it, like those first couple games, like he was not a priority. But, you know, he worked himself through there. And, you know, he had a good game. I believe it was week two, but he was still like seeing a limited snap percentage and things like that. Yeah. But just some just some other stats with him. He saw 24% target share and 29% of the air yards. Again, as a rookie, these are amazing stats. I'm excited to see what he'll look like next year. I'll go ahead and drop this nugget, and I'm sure I'll mention it during our wide receiver uh, episodes we'll do later on, and he's in the top 24, so he'll come up. Nine games he played with Zach Wilson. He finished as an average wide receiver 48. In seven games without Zach Wilson, where he was with Mike White and Joe Flacco, he finished as wide receiver 28. Excited for this man next year with no Zach Wilson. If it happens. Absolutely. My rookie of the year, Garrett Wilson. I feel that, man.
1: Two Ohio State um wide receivers, both in non advantageous um offensive context you know offensive situations and they both put up not just good numbers for rookies but good numbers in general like this is this is some very very promising stuff and i'm hoping that at least one of them gets a decent quarterback next year you know hopefully both so yeah
0: shout out Buc- sure. shout out the buckeyes yeah they're doing some things out there because uh i'm pretty sure jackson um uh, jackson smith will be out here next year and then the year after that, Marvin Harrison Jr. will be eligible for the draft. So, Ohio State over there getting getting them boys right. <laughs> Why well, receiver you? Gang, gang. All right. All right. So, the next
1: one. Um, we're, oh, actually, okay, yeah, you you, you wrote this. Let me, let me go ahead and let, let you read that out.
0: Fair enough. Next award, we got the put the word out there. We back up. <laughs> shout, out, shout out to Stringer Bell and The Wire. <laughs> we backed up. <laughs> this is basically our comeback player of the year. Um, maybe a guy was uh, low in the consensus rankings early in the year on him, or basically the guy was just left out there for dead, and he went out there and balled out this season, proving the doubters wrong. Since you went off with the last one, I guess I'll leave this one. I'm saying with my guy I had in the midseason, Gino Smith. Come on down. Gino. This is your award. Geno Smith, man. On the year he finished as QB6. Daryl, one, two, three, four, five. Gino. Are you kidding me? Gino? Gino. <laughs> the G- I, mean, yes. I, was, I read that man's government name last um, last award show we did our midseason when we did. I won't do it here, but, again, QB6 on the year was drafted as QB33. So, basically, he was going undrafted. And you had guys like Baker Mayfield, um, Matt Stafford, et cetera, et cetera, drafted above him, but, man, here he is. Overall, in his season, he had four top five quarterback performances. That's more top five quarterback performances than the following quarterbacks individually. Justin Herbert. Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray, Russell Wilson, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, who had zero of those, Derek Carr, who had zero of those, and no, no shot to him, but he had more even than Dak, who was injured. Hey, look, I didn't say I was waxing poetic on the guy, but we're going to read it off on him. I'm better than you. My shape up better. My car fast. My dress better. My clothes fit better. My hose better. My tattoos better. I'm stronger than you. Gino Smith, put the word out, we back up, award winner.
1: The impromptu wax poetic. That's what's up with it. I had to, man. Geno out here inspiring freestyles and whatnot. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> All right. So, for my put the word out, Um, it's not terribly inventive, but it's the truth. It's that boy Saquon Barkley, man. That boy Saquon Barkley. You know, there was... There was a certain amount of uneasiness um, in the fantasy community about where he would finish this year. And I mean, like, it was it was pretty much um, that played out in his ADP. You know, his his average draft pick this year was pick number 20. So pretty much, you know, bottom half of the second round is when that man was going. He finished as the RB5, though.
0: Ooh.
1: He's being drafted as the RB12, finished as the RB5. Um, he had definitely had stretches throughout the year where he was, he was jockeying back and forth for the RB one, but you know, a couple other guys ran away with that, um, towards, towards the end, some late surges and whatnot, but nevertheless, um, you know, he finished ahead of guys like Dalvin, Najee, Jonathan Taylor, Joe Mixon, Alvin Kamara, all these guys going ahead of him and, you know, with what you were able to with with being able to get Saquon in the bottom half of the first round, you were able to go out and get you. You know, I was going to say a Cooper Cup. You were able to go out and get you a Justin Jefferson or a Cooper Cup. You know, we're unless a Magic Cooper Cup finished the year, but like basically an elite wide receiver one come back with Saquon in your second pick, and you'd be set up to hit the to hit the turn in the third round and stack something else on top of him. So, you know, he was he was the key to a lot of great builds this year mm-hmm. and there was a this wasn't necessarily, you know, totally foreseen. This year he had a lot to prove coming off uh basically two seasons lost to injury and he came out and did that damn thing,
0: man. So, yeah, put the word out. Saquon's back up. Yes, sir. Um, he'll definitely be Man, it's way too early. He'll definitely be a first round pick. I want to say top five, but that's just me spitting off the top of the dome. Probably not there. Maybe top eight for sure. But he'd be first round. He's he's back back in that comfort zone for sure.
1: Yeah, he'll probably be going like where Najee was going to um, this this past year, like Najee and Dalvin and and, and all them. I, yeah, I think um, okay. To, towards that mid uh that that, that mid to late mid. First round,
0: I, I, I imagine. But, yeah. That's it. Yeah, that, that sounds that sounds right there. Yeah. For Shiggity. We move on. Next award. Call this We Got It For Cheap. It's a song by The Clips back in the probably mid-2000s or early to mid-2000s. Uh, this is basically a guy who turned in outstanding to great value Based on his draft position. So basically, we got him lower rounds. And, you know, he did his thing and gave you excellent, excellent value on the ADP you got him. I believe I let off the last one. So, Daryl, who you got for this one?
1: All right. So I went a little off the beaten path here. Um, with with my choice, but I, it still it still fits, and this guy still deserves a mention to make the grade here. I'm gonna go with the boy Justin Fields, man. Justin Fields. His ADP during draft season was pick 148. That's 13th round or so. So if he was getting drafted in your league, it was definitely towards the back half of the league. He ended the year as quarterback five and overall points qb5 that would have you know and so like if you went and if you went back and looked at those adp charts from earlier in the year the fifth quarterback coming off the board was kyler murray at around pick 52 so you got him at 148 he would have rated around pick 52 so you basically got this man like 100 picks later than what you you know quote unquote should have you know that's not to say that ADP is the be-all end-all of like where guys should be drafted. Otherwise, half the stuff we're doing wouldn't wouldn't mean anything because we're we're kind of ooing and on about the fact that you could have got guys at, at mismatch prices from their production. But still, this guy averaged over 20 points a game at the quarterback position. And if you look at, you know, the, the same kind of thing we mentioned with Garrett Wilson. And Chris Olave, you would imagine this has to be kind of the lowest point of what the offensive scenario is going to look like around him. You know, nothing to speak of at wide receivers, and his best receiver, you know, had a season ending injury. When did Mooney go out? Around eight, nine, ten weeks, somewhere?
0: Yeah, I feel like around mid to just after midpoint of the season.
1: Yeah you know, brought in Chase Claypool to be his number one or number two. Like, you know, just pretty much off the the top of my head, I would think that that had to be at least a bottom two or three wide receiver core that he was playing with. Not much of an offensive line. Cole Komet's all right. You know, like this man had nothing to throw to, nothing like that. So like he was able to, A large reason why he was able to put up these numbers was obviously his rushing ability. Good, grand, fine. He puts that down on tape. You get this man some receivers. This might be, you know, this might be the... Well, this will probably be the lowest you will ever be able to get him. He was a value this year. There was a stretch of the year where you did not even think about setting him. And hell, you probably, you know... I wouldn't have blamed anybody for wanting to start him during um, during championship week last week. So, you know, that's just a testament to how far he came on during the year from where he was drafted. So for me, for the got it for cheap, it's the boy, Justin Fields, QB one of the Chicago bears.
0: It's a good pick for sure. On my end, I went with the Dallas Cowboy. I went with Tony Pollard. He was going as number 72 overall and running back 29 per fantasy pros. So, quick math, that would have him towards the end of the sixth round, early seventh round kind of pick. But he finished as RB7 on the season. And that equaled to about 16 and a half points a game. And that's good for sixth on the year. So, look, if you were one of those situations where Maybe you went zero RB, or maybe you went a Kelsey wide receiver, wide receiver running back, and then you got Tony Pollard in the seventh or eighth round or something. You probably ended up in the championship or for sure in the playoffs with that kind of rotation going. Tony Pollard, four top five performances, and six out of the last seven games he played were top 20 performances. My goodness. Yeah, My goodness. Baller. Uh, Baller status. Feel free to mention some other guys here, but just three that I had on my list. I had Miles Sanders, who was going as running back 33 during drafts. He was like a top 15 back. Devonta Smith going as wide receiver 38. I think Ooh, he was a top, top 15 wide receiver. Yeah. And then, of course, our favorite guy, jamal williams (laughs) oh yes mr still your girl or mr still your td (laughs) mr still your touch
1: (laughs) it's mr (laughs) no for real i feel that i feel that on on all those and my two um honorable mention runner-ups whatever you want to call them i have josh jacobs which you know there's an argument could be made he should have been um he, he he should have been my choice. That that's why I said you know Justin Fields a little off the off the beaten path, but I just think there was certainly more value in Justin Fields relative to his position than Josh Jacobs. But it was close. Um, yeah, J- Jacobs was drafted. You know his ADP was forty nine point five, which would have put him around the top of the fifth round. But he finished the year as RB three. This is all PPR rankings, by the way. They finished the year as RB three, so that's a hell of a come up. You know, drafted as RB20, finished RB3. Hell of a come up there. And then my other runner-up was Jalen Waddell. His uh, his average draft position was pick 47.3, which would have put him late fourth round as wide receiver 18. But he ended the season as wide receiver 8. So, yeah. you know, you got yeah. him late fourth. He should have been going a, a good two rounds ahead of that. And, um, yeah. Yeah you know if he, that he was another one of those like you know pleasant surprises got him for cheap because you didn't really know how the Miami receiving core was going to shake out but if you invested in him you were pretty damn happy you did so
0: yeah Al- those, those are my runners up absolutely yeah it was it was a lot of picks in there that you could have went with but you know we had to decide on some guys and props to those other guys we mentioned as well. Yes sir. Our next award, we got the Dennis Green. They were who we thought they were. And we crowned them. Well, we going <laughs> to crown. Well, we going to we going to crown somebody here. This is basically the guy we looked at, drafted, and he basically performed at ADP. ADP being average draft position. So I believe I will lead off on this one. Is that correct? Yes, sir. And I will lead off with Mr. James Connor, running back for the Arizona Cardinals. We were drafting this man as running back 15 on the season. He finished as running back 18. Look, with James Connor, he's been in the league, I think, about five years now. He's always dealt with our six years he's always dealt with some kind of injury or injuries that may have caused him to miss a game or two there well this year he was dealing with a rib injury it caused him to miss three games and look early on in the year it was it was a little murky with with james connor i'm not gonna lie yeah, but slow start. yeah very slow start but he did have a, a couple performances in there but since he came back from injury they they had you know Benjamin in beforehand. he he obviously played when Connor was gone then they excused him. Um, but anyways, since he came back, he was a top 20 back every week since week eight and that included three top five performances and again got him to RB 18 on the season. We drafted him as RB15, dealt with injuries like he's had in past years but still performed where we drafted him. James Connor, take your Dennis Green Award, my man.
1: Yeah, man. He came in. You know, you drafted him. You drafted him right about what he gave you. That's the essence of the award. Absolutely. Um, so for my guy, I went with Travis Kelsey as my Denny Green Award winner. And so you're saying, how you gonna have a guy that good and blah, blah, blah. Well. His ADP was 15, which had him going around the early second round, and that, that that tracks pretty much to my experience in best balls and managed leagues and whatnot. Travis Kelsey this year, his finish would have um, – he finished with 306.5 points, right? That would have been good for RB4. That would have been good for wide receiver 4 on the year. <laughs> that's insane come on he averaged, man. he averaged six more PPR points per game than the next closest tight end which was TJ Hawkinson by the way he averaged six more points per game than the second closest guy durable as hell played all 16 like yeah if you drafted him at the end of the first round, you don't know, maybe, maybe probably should have gone a little higher. Um, maybe I'm a little wrong on this, but like you drafted him to be exceptional and to give you, you know, just, just an, a ridiculous, damn near insurmountable advantage at that onesie position, and he goddamn did it. You know, you drafted him to do a job, and the man did that job, so he was who we thought he was. So, Travis Kelsey, come on down to the front. Pick up your Denny Green Award from the Brothers Fantasy Football Podcast.
0: Yeah, and I really like that one too because I don't think people were necessarily looking down on him, but it was just that they had lost Tyreek and it was just like, okay, is Travis Kelsey still going to be able to do what he was doing? Because I feel like in previous years he was like a for sure like top 12 kind of Coming into the season option, but you know, going from 12 to 15 isn't a major drop, but it was like, yeah, I'm still him, <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. And, and you, yeah, there was that mixed, there was that mixed into it, you know, like what's that offense gonna look like without Tyreek? And then there's also, you know, Kelsey is 33 years old, something like yeah, that,
0: something like that, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, you know, and tight ends like they they age in dog years, so like that, I man, might as well be like 40. Or something like that. Like it's, you know, one of these days, it's not going to be the right play to take him that early. Uh, this year was not that year. This year was not right. that year. Like he came <laughs> out. He came out and did that job that you drafted him to do. And uh, I imagine he'll probably be right back there again um, next year, as far as as far as ADP, like. I don't know how after you saw what he did this year um that, that you think this man is close to slipping off so um uh, yeah i mean falling off not slipping off falling off so yeah travis kelsey
0: the man for sure for sure and i just looked it up he is 33 um he'll be 34 next october so yeah man is doing it our final award here before we get to the individual position awards we got the Mary J Blige I'm going down This is basically <laughs> the guy who let you down He made your whole fantasy world turn upside down Bars <laughs> 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 So so yeah This this could be a guy you were maybe drafting, you know, high up there first second round or this could be a guy that you know, maybe you thought you were hitting a lick in round four or five, six or seven, and it just was poopy. Daryl, who you got for this one? All right, so
1: uh, this was probably my most disappointing player of the season, and it was former Miami Dolphins running back Chase Edmonds. Yeah. All right. Yeah, Chase. <laughs> Edmonds, my goodness, man. So I'm sure this way, it wasn't just this way for me, but it was for a lot of fantasy managers where Chase Edmonds was supposed to be that guy that you could get in round seven, eight, and nine, who would kind of help shepherd you through the process of maybe going very wide receiver heavy early or taking a very good running back early. Pounding wide receiver, maybe taking one of the premium, uh, taking one of the premium tight ends, and then scooping up Chase Edmonds around round seven, eight, and nine, and you're drafting him. You know he's supposed to, you know, as an RB two, RB three with some RB one potential, and you're getting this guy in round eight, let, let's say, and just want to talk about completely flopped. This man, this man just did not show up. He was being drafted. Um, as the RB 34 during draft season, you know by by ADP, this man finished the year as running back 59 on 5.8 points per game. Like just, just a complete and total bust, and yuck. Yeah, I I stepped into it. I I, I stepped on that landmine, and to be honest, I can't really blame fantasy managers for for having done that. Because if, if you recall in the offseason, Miami went out and got that man. Miami went out and signed that man um to some pretty decent money in the offseason. Like they they gave all the signs that were there. And you know, that running back room, it didn't look like he had too much, um, too much in the way of competition. Like at the very least, you know, he was gonna be in a time split with Raheem Mostert, right? But most of who has his uh, own injury history and whatnot. So you're thinking, man, there's a very good path. This guy gets the majority of the running back work share in an offense that's going to feature Tyreek and Jalen Waddell with a Kyle Shanahan protege running it. Like, what is not to like here? And just... Just a complete and utter flop. Just a complete and utter flop. So for my Mary J. Blige, I'm going down award, it goes to Chase Edmonds. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Chase. I'm sorry. <laughs> but you got Shoot. this one, baby. Hold that.
0: Shoot, big brother. Sang on them real quick then.
1: Sang <laughs> on them. <laughs> I got to hit my Mariah every now and again. My Mariah on the Mary
0: J. chart. Yes, sir. Got to do it. Well look man for me it was it was a couple guys i had here but i ended up going with Allen Robinson Ooh, he came yeah. in um overall per fa- per fantasy pros he was overall number 44 and wide receiver 21 so that overall 44 that would have put him towards the back end of the fourth round you were looking at him now to be fair looking at those players via fantasy pros on those adps if you will it was some guys around that region after him that it was just like yeah you avoided some landmines there um but look you could have had around that area pat mahomes you could have had lamar jackson even though he suffered the injury you could have had dk metcalf you could have had uh josh jacobs you also could have had Chase Edmonds, but oh, my goodness. <laughs> but then you also could have had, who was there at 58 overall, wide receiver 25, Ross St. Brown. Man, man, man. Yikes. Man, man, man. And that's just, again, based off of fantasy pros, ADP numbers there. Overall in the season, Allen Robinson was, went for 339 and three. That's 339 receiving yards and three touchdowns. Saw a 15% target share. Now, look, he did have three top 25 performances, but this man was also wide receiver 105, wide receiver 78, wide receiver 84, wide receiver 80. Something you do not want to see from a guy that you're drafting in the fourth round. And then on top of that, I mean, you can't help that, but he got hurt and he was out the rest of the season. So it's just... Yeah, if you had the plans to have Allison as your wide receiver two, or, ooh, I got this wide receiver three with some upside here, it did not come through for you. Allen Robinson, here's your Mary J. Blige. I'm going down award. Yeah, tough scene, man. Tough, tough scene.
1: Um, and yeah, that, man, you could probably throw that blanket over the whole Rams offense in general. Um while, while you're thinking about it. Um, I had I had a couple of runner-ups here that I that I just wanted to give quick mention to for the going down award. Um, I had a I had a receiver that I want to mention, uh, Cortland Sutton, drafted what as wide receiver 21, finished the year at wide receiver forty-five. So, you know, his the whole upside narrative of Russell Wilson coming in and um and courtland Sutton you know being your wide receiver 2 that had the wide receiver 2 wide receiver 3 that had the upside to finish the year perhaps as a wide receiver 1 didn't work out that way and lastly i hope uh nobody feels the urge to throw tomatoes at me for this one but Justin Herbert he was drafted quarterback 3 on the year only to finish as quarterback 12 very you know this is, this is no comment on how good he is because I think the kid is a lights-out player, but as far as the way he performed for fantasy, the return on that investment was not what you were hoping for. So, yeah, um, Justin Herbert and Courtney Sutton get honorable mentions from me in this Going Down
0: segment. Yeah, and... Okay. Well, no, you, you have to two other guys I was looking at in Sutton and Edmonds and I was really going between Sutton and Robinson um I had to go with with Robinson though just simply because at least Sutton was out there for a good part of the season and then you just could make that choice of just saying okay I'm not gonna play this guy so yeah good good point out there um I wasn't expecting Justin Herbert on that list but When you go back and look through the numbers, it's like, yeah, you did draft him as I think you said around QB three or QB four and was barely a top 12 quarterback. It's like, yeah, you would have been better off the whole season wise playing Geno Smith, which is crazy to to say in twenty twenty. Well, three now, but, you know, here we are. (laughs) Yeah. Justin Herbert was coming off the board
1: at pick thirty five. Yeah, like Oof. overall pick thirty five. According, this is according to Fantasy Pros. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, you were almost kind of locked into mm-hmm. him, and he's one that probably really hurt because he put you in that bind of I can't have Justin Herbert on my bench and and risk him going off and just over and over and over again. Nah, that might have been the the, the value added decision to make. So, yeah, had to throw him in there
0: for shiggity my man well let's move forward we're gonna look at some awards here for individual positions let's go ahead and start with the quarterback award it's basically the best player in our opinion looking at the position looking at their performance and of course looking at draft value added into that daryl who you got for the quarterback my man so my
1: Quarterback player of the year. Um, I don't think it's a big shocker. I'm going with one Jalen hurts man finished the year and um, in, in total points as the quarterback three. But if you want to look at points per game, he was the quarterback one. And as we, as we probably know, you know, he's missed uh, he's missed the last two games of the regular season due to an injury and in, like two crucial games where fantasy managers could have used him. But You know, you can't be too mad because he, in all likelihood, was a key piece in getting you to um, whatever point in the playoffs you got to in the first place. My man had 13 rushing touchdowns this year. I'm going to say that one more again. Jalen Hurts, a quarterback, had 13 rushing touchdowns this year. My goodness. That's just insane. To go with 22 passing touchdowns. You know, this man was responsible for 36 touchdowns, but it just so happened 14 of them got you six points instead of two, instead of four. So, you know, he he was just, he was the ultimate Konami code quarterback this year. You know, he was final form Vic. And I don't even know if Vic even did, um, had a a season quite like this. Um, So, yeah, for me, my, my QB MVP overall, crown his ass, whatever you want to call the award for the best quarterback in fantasy, for me it was Jalen Hurts. Um, where'd you go with it?
0: Can't go wrong with Jalen Hurts, but I went with the QB one on the year, Patrick, John, Bryant, Green, Ellis, Mahomes. Those are none of his middle names. But Patrick Mahomes led it, led everybody as per the 33rd team with 414.4 fantasy points from the quarterback position. Hey, this man threw for 5,000 of them things. 40 touchdowns, 12 picks. Again, 40 touchdowns. The quarterback behind him was Joe Burrow at 34. Man, look, this was a masterpiece by Mahomes in my opinion. I mean, he had new wide receiver options all around him, essentially, besides, um, of course, Kelsey and then McCall Hardman when he was available. But, look, Mahomes came in here. He was second in the league in EPA um, per play under pressure. My man also gave you some rushing with 329 yards and four touchdowns there. Patrick Mahomes was just balling, man. This man also had, let's see, we got three, six, seven top five performances. And then when he wasn't doing that, he had six, six top six performances. Basically, he finished as QB six on the week six times. So, I mean, look, you were getting basically a QB six baseline every week from a quarterback. Like... Who's I mean again, he's scrambling, he's running, but he's not running like some of these other guys. Hard to beat. That's my QB award winner, Patty Mahomes. Absolutely, yeah.
1: You couldn't you couldn't go wrong with either of the two guys we chose, man. So yeah. Um all right, since uh since there's no special sauce that needs to be read here, I'll just introduce the next one. Uh we're gonna move on to our running back MVP choices and you go first
0: this time my dude yeah there were multiple guys to look at here but i wanted to give some props and give it to my boy josh jacobs running back for the las vegas raiders hey rb3 on the season per pff as we mentioned he was drafted as running back 24 and 56 overall so hey that's around round 5 you were getting this guy and ended up yeah. being a top 3 running back <laughs> yeah you got great value all that um on the season 1600 yards 12 touchdowns was also involved in the passing game with 395 yards saw 62 targets and caught 51 of those a 82% catch rate hey contract year Josh Jacobs salute to you this is your award yeah, man, that's a that that
1: that's definitely a solid pick, and there's so many places we could have put him during this award show, you know, just um, just because of really just because of the way he just came out of nowhere, you know. This is very much an unprecedented season for him because he never got this level of usage before, you know, in the passing game and basically just kind of coming off the field when he needed a breather. Or when like they were truly in the uh the two minute the two-minute drill type type of thing. So yeah, uh, absolutely. Um o- only thing he could have done better was just kind of finish it off down the stretch. But you know, they came into a harder bit of their schedule um during the first two rounds of the fantasy playoffs. Um, so you know, there was that, but that's just nitpicking right there. So yeah, solid, Man. solid choice with uh with, with Mr. Josh Jacobs. Um, for me, um, for my running back MVP, I'm gonna go a little chalky, and I'm gonna go with Austin Eckler. Um, you know there was he was drafted high for sure. You know he was he wasn't getting past like the fourth or fifth pick in most drafts, kind kind of thing. You know, we wouldn't be surprised if he was the first running back off the board. Wouldn't be surprised if he was like the third running back off the board kind of thing. But there was still a little trepidation around him to enter the year just because this man scored, what, 22 touchdowns last year? 20 touchdowns? Something like that?
0: Yeah, something like that. I think it was 20.
1: Yeah. And he just followed it up with, you know, he did regress a little bit. He followed it up with 18 touchdowns this year. So, you know, this – And then, you know, you add on top of that, if you needed a hammer in week 17, you needed the guy that you took first in your draft to come through and play like that number one pick, that boy had you, man. He had you. Week 17 came through with the hammer, came through with the brass knuckles, came through with the bat with the spikes on him. You yeah. know, like he 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 gave you everything, everything you needed from him that last week and, you know, just throughout the whole year. And it's funny, you know, if you look at his production profile, he only had 881 rushing yards on the whole year. So it's like, well, I I don't understand. How the hell did he get there? Well, he got there with 13 rushing touchdowns. He got there with over 100 receptions. (laughs) On 123 targets oh, my this year this is ridiculous now now look this does kind of speak to sort of a sickness in the Chargers offense this year but you know you're you're, you're running back getting 123 targets like that's something that's gone wrong in your season you know the next closest guy was McCaffrey with 105 targets on mm-hmm. on, on on the year and then after that um you know, the next closest guy is like at eighty is in the eighties, I wanna say. I think it's like Ramondre in the eighties. So like this is you know, it's true outlier, um, in that sense, but we don't care about that. We just care about fantasy. And for fantasy, this man absolutely came through. Absolutely came through. So yeah, for my money, I'm putting the running back crown on Austin Eckler this year and uh I don't
0: feel no kind of two ways bad about it. As you shouldn't, my man. As you should not. All right. We're here to the wide receiver award. Uh, did I lead that one off? Yeah, well, I let off running back. So you lead off wide receiver for us.
1: Wide receiver. Uh, this is an easy choice for me. It's Mr. Jay Jettis himself. It's Justin Jefferson um a lot of this a lot of this pick for me is uh, I'll admit you know it's a he just holds a special place in my heart this year because I had him on so so many teams this year like whether it was managed leagues or best, it was him and T Higgins who I had on most of my teams throughout all um redraft fantasy formats this year and he just came through. He was the wide receiver one on the year. The man was seeing over 10 targets a game. Over 10 targets a game. Unreal. Over 10 um over 10 targets a game. Like how I just don't even know what what what, what to say about that. And then you like you look at his production, you know, nearly 1800 Yards, you know this man. <laughs> if Week Seventeen hadn't gone the way it went, this man had a good chance to get two thousand yards receiving this year. Yeah, just week after week after week, more or less. You know, come you know he 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 did throw up a dud here and there, but it's wide receiver position. Everybody does, but pretty much week in and week out, this dude was finishing in the top five top two, number one receiver on the week. He just did it over and over and over again. And it got to a point where, you know, you just kind of came to rely that that was what he was going to do. So let's count it out. The number of top two finishes he had on on the week, number of top two, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. For seven (laughs) out of 16 weeks, (laughs) He finished as a top two receiver. Oh, my goodness, man. Ridiculous. Now, if you want to make it top five, well, it goes nine. He finished top five nine times in 16 weeks. So, I mean, this – you just don't really – I I don't know this for sure. I haven't gone back and done all the research on this. But it just feels like you just don't see – that level of consistency from the wide re- receiver position like all that often. And yeah, so many, he carried so many, so many teams like deep into the playoffs. For you, in order for you to have won your chip with them, well, somebody else on your team would have to have stood up for you. Um maybe you had Devontae Smith or something that week. But anyway, I'm getting off field. Justin Jefferson, man, he wore the crown to me. He wore the crown to me for wide receivers. And for my money, it wasn't particularly close. Um, What about you, little bro? Who, who, who you got?
0: It wasn't particularly close is, wow. Very slanderous. Let me educate Baby. you, my man. This award goes to Tyreek Hill. Wide receiver two on the year. Look behind Jay Jettis, whatever. 16... 16- 80, I'm sorry, 1,687 yards, seven touchdowns. Per Fantasy Pros, he was ranked as wide receiver seven during draft time, the 21st overall player. So round mid to second round. Let me educate you real quick, my man. Tyreek Hill had one week where he finished as wide receiver 73 on the week, early in the season. Outside of that one week, he was a top 25 wide receiver wide receiver every week, every week he was 25 real or better every week. I repeat it again. <laughs> real spit, real spit. But yeah, just some advanced metrics on him. 31% target share, 33% target per route run, had an dot of 12.6, which was top 15, led the league in air yards. Was, well, didn't lead the league in air yard share percentage, but was top five in that metric as well. Man, look, coming into this season, there was a little concern or worry about, of course, the whole him going to a new team, getting a downgrade in quarterback, having to share the field with Jalen Waddle. None of that mattered. Tyreek Hill was the number one in this offense. You just got the metrics that I mentioned. Tyreek Hill, better than you, shape up better, car faster, drip better, clothes better, wide receiver award winner for me. For sure. Um, he's, he's a first-rounder next year, yeah? Yeah, because Joe Mixon or Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill, Joe Mixon or Najee Harris. Tyreek Hill, Tyreek Hill or Devonta. Ooh. Tyreek, Hill, maybe. Yeah, he is. <laughs> okay. All right, for sure. All right. Let's let's go to the next one. Uh, tight end yeah. award. Tight end award, be... you start us off on that one. Yes, I will start us off. I hope we have the same guy, and this is short, but obviously we gotta go Travis Kelsey.
1: There was only one name here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Travis Kelsey. Three hundred and two point five American fantasy points per PFF. That would have been good for wide receiver four overall per PFF sites. Hey, in fantasy pros, this guy was going after Jefferson and Cup, and right around or near Jamar Chase or Diggs. As Darrell mentioned earlier, he was who he thought we was. He is him, Travis Kelsey. That's who I have for the tight end award. Yeah, that's
1: who I had as well. And, you know, I mentioned this stat earlier, but I feel it needs reiteration. With his 306.5 points that he finished this year, that he finished the year with, he would have been running back four and wide receiver four on the year. That's just nuts. That is just nuts. So there's no other name to mention here in the... um, in the, in, in the tight end space for, for this award. Travis Kelsey shares this crown with no one. It is his. It is his. Long live that man.
0: It is his and only his. But shout outs to TJ Hawkinson, Evan Ingram, and George Kittle. We move on to our last award. Overall MVP. The overall fantasy guy who you thought did his thing. It don't matter, ADP or whatever. He just was great. Daryl, give me your overall MVP. Oh man, for me, it's um
1: for me it's Justin Jefferson. It's Justin Jefferson. I just I just kind of got into it about him, but for my money, like as of right now, he's the 101 next year in full PPR he's he he's the one he's the one on one like the biggest the biggest thing you know you, the biggest uh, blotch that you could point to on him was that week 17 performance but then if you take that in the context of his other finishes on the year you know the timing of it sucked but the overall consistency the overall high level consistency i just yeah He's my one-on-one next year. He's the dude to me.
0: It's it's Jay Juddis, man. It's a good pick. Um, that may be sour in the minds of some. Um, you know, and I feel that. I feel that regarding that last week performance or that playoff week performance. But man, look, you had sixteen other games that he, or I'm sorry, fifteen other games that he gave you dang near excellent so basking well, that and not just well, the 14 example,
1: 14 14 but because the eagles uh the, the the eagles put him on quiet time um in week two i want to say yeah yeah
0: 14 other um yeah so yeah basking that <laughs> yeah totally. for me overall mvp we've already talked about the man austin eckler Had to go with him. Again, only 881 rushing yards, but the 13 touchdowns. He had 10. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 top five finishes. Saw 32.7% target per route run. And an interesting stat I saw here was that he was 10th in the amount of screen percentages of his targets. Basically meaning the percentages of his targets being screens. And that's very interesting to me that he was only 10th in that metric when he had 103 targets. So that's just letting you know that they're looking at him outside of just screens, if you will. Played the sixth most snaps at the running back position and was top 15 in yards per carry, which is pretty dang good for a guy who's catching, again, 103 (laughs) receptions. So, yeah, Austin Eckler, you are the overall MVP for your boy. Yeah, and didn't miss a game this year either. He did not. Yeah, best ability, availability. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Well, hey, um, no DBB this week. We didn't have a Thursday night game. Maybe we could have dove into our Saturday picks, but I have not even looked and made those picks yet. Um. I guess what we could do, Daryl, is there anything on the, at least the two Saturday games that intrigue you from a spread or over-under perspective? Uh, absolutely.
1: Yes, there is, Derek. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, This six and a half that Jacksonville is favored. Yeah. That seems like a whole lot of points, man. That seems like a whole lot of points. And especially, you know, especially with just how how scrappy and rock fighty that Tennessee is. Like six and a half seems like a lot. I I could see Jacksonville getting out. I think Jacksonville is gonna win the game. I could see them getting out of there on a field goal or something like that. But to have them win the game by a touchdown, I just ah, man, that that's that seems a little too rich to me. But then again, I am a Rube, so what do I know? But just looking at that, um, that makes me scratch my head and go, Mm -hmm.
0: so yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, getting to that number at six and a half is crazy because, like, the game they played in week 14, that game was in Tennessee, and Tennessee was a three and a half point favorite. So now you're basically going ten points the other way with Jacksonville being at home, and, of course, you know, there is a quarterback change to to Dobbs. Um, man, that it just seems like a lot for a, va- a Vrabel-led team, and they're playing for something. So, yeah, I, I can't blame you at all going for Tennessee there, getting six and a half too. And it's still currently at six and a half, at least on, Bo- on Bovada. Six and a half
1: with any choose on it? Nope, six and a half straight up. Yeah, interesting, 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 interesting. But then again, you know, to go against that, you'd have to bet on Tennessee. So it's like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess either way on that one, I wouldn't feel too good about sleeping that night before,
0: if, if right. it was for an amount of money <laughs> that would hurt. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, and just to to mention that game had a forty one, a forty one point five over under back in week fourteen. And, the, and of course, there was smashed the over there, but it's only a point and a half less, but yet we have a swing of, of dang near almost 10 points, or of 10 points. That's, yeah. I don't know, man. The odds yeah. know something we don't.
1: <laughs> you know what's kind of interesting, too? Th- this isn't on our bet sheet, but I have a Bovada page pulled up here. Uh the Raiders money line at plus three thirty five. Uh, uh, you know put a little lunch money on that. That's that's not uh that's not too egregious right there. Division I mean, game. Yeah. You know, they the way the way they looked last week against um against San Francisco, like I don't know. I don't know, I'm a little interested, I gotta say, <laughs> yeah
0: I would be I would be too scared to even do it, especially considering Casey is playing for something, but at least with the points of nine i I would be perfectly fine sprinkling or taking that for sure, yeah, yeah that that's
1: minus, yeah, the chiefs are favored by nine with the juice to the favorite, my goodness, yeah. There's really no love for the Raiders. So, yeah, you hold on a little while. That might get up to nine and a half, ten. Interesting.
0: All right. Well, go it's ahead and uh, you right there. Go ahead and make that sprinkle on the Raiders, man. <laughs> oh, man. You know I got
1: to do my research and
0: and diligences. My due diligences. I hear you. I hear you, my man. Um. Well, I guess we'll get out of here. But before we get out of here, Shout-outs to us. We made it to 30 episodes and we still here. Bah, bah, bah. They ain't shut us down yet. <laughs> Can't stop, won't stop. You heard, yeah, 30 of these things down, my man. Um, I guess an announcement again before I leave. Uh, we're gonna recap, well, not recap, we're gonna go over quarterbacks, running backs, tight ends, and wide receivers in the upcoming weeks. Um, looking at them from Maybe one to 12 for the quarterbacks and tight ends, and giving some analysis and our thoughts on those players, the seasons they had, and maybe some things to look for for next season. And of course, with running backs and wide receivers, we'll probably expand that to 24 to 30. We'll work through and figure that out. Also, we might have a little surprise episode next week, maybe doing a little drafts on underdog. But that is to be determined. Yeah. Now, Daryl, before we get out of here, do you have anything for the good people? Um, no, man. It's, you know,
1: it's a uh, fantasy season, more or less over, depending on how your league is handling the Buffalo-Cincinnati situation. Um, but regardless, you know, the regular part of the fantasy, you know, the quote-unquote regular part of the fantasy season is more or less over and it was awesome to sit here and work our way through it from week 1 all the way through the end and um yeah I'm 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 glad we did this so you know there's more to come but like still just to have reached that that bit of a milestone feels good man feels feels good I'm 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 happy to have been able to done it to have done it Speaking. For
0: sure. For sure. <laughs> and I've enjoyed this process, too, um, especially from a matchup preview standpoint, digging into uh, players, uh, past performances and things they have going on and, you know, prognosticating, if you will, on their performance. So been a dope process for sure, my man. Yes, I say, let's keep it going, my man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no arguments here. <laughs> All right, guys, if you want to reach us, we are on the Twitter sphere. It's at the Brothers FF. That's D A Brothers FF. I am the younger one, Derek, my older brother, Daryl. We are out of here, guys. Peace.